Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Show Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 975-1280 the zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your Thursday. What's going on over there, buddy? How you doing, Gordon? I'm doing fine. How are you today, Jakester? I'm good, good. You have uh you have new column out, spent the morning writing? Yes, I did. While Lisa was doing early this morning, really early. While Lisa was doing what? Uh sleeping. Not not moving, uh, not moving. Uh, what was it? Uh, ground cover the last time? Mulch? No, she gets up early and goes to the gym. And uh, but uh, I was I was busy early today. So. Okay. Anyway, at the salt mines, as you like yes. to call it, swinging the pick. Uh, but you wrote about the Pac-12. We'll talk about that a little bit today. We will. Uh, we'll talk some jazz basketball. You're you're dressed in a a, a sharp salmon color today. It's orange. As your uh, color coordinating continues on. Yeah, salmon is a little more red than this, in my opinion. Okay, I, I would say maybe a peach color then. Oh, it's orange. Well, your hat is kind of orange, but the, the peach on the- It's a dusty the, orange. The pullover. That. Austin? Uh, it's more of a uh, circus peanut color. There we go. Come on. It's not the same color as the sweatshirt. That's why I didn't wear the sweatshirt. Kind of a knockoff brand cheese puff. <laughs> why a knockoff brand? Because the real stuff has real orange in it. <laughs> the The hat uh, I buy is orange. The The golf pullover, though, that... It's pretty close. It, Come on. It's, it's close like a, enough. It's more of a salmon. It's more of a salmon peach kind of. It's not kinda. salmon. Salmon is r- more red than this. Come on, guys. More of a rich person salmon. Yeah. Hmm. Have we done no fishing? Salmon fishing? I have not. Austin seems like a salmon fisherman, though. <laughs> that mustache has been salmon fishing. Oh, yeah. The mustache has. I haven't. How's that mustache treating you? I hate it. Is it itchy? Is it uh, It's not itchy. It's just I don't like the look of a mustache. Yeah, me neither. But... Ha- has uh, I mean, have, you, I mean, the man looks absolutely spectacular in a beard, but you have a mustache. It's not really a mustache; it's just kind of facial hair. It's a mustache and a goatee, but it's still a mustache. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, in isolation, I don't like the mustache really so much. I think it looks fine. Has, it, uh, has it, Whitney's uh, opinion on it evolved? I mean, everyone's more used to it now. That doesn't yeah. mean anyone prefers it. Yeah. Did the Sundance Kid have a mustache? I'm sure he did. Did he? Quite fashionable back in that day. Maybe Why do I smell dog food? Pull it off. Yeah, right. That was 
pretty random. No, right it had there. to do with the mustache. Come on, guys. Anyway, is that a particularly famous mustache? The Sundance Kid? I mean, you could have gone Tom no, Selleck. I was or... thinking of someone who looked good in a mustache, and I think Sundance had a mustache. Do you but have any people... idea if the real Sundance Kid looked good or not? No, I'm talking about Robert Redford in, Sun... in Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid. Well, that's Kid. Robert Redford. Well, yeah. That's what I... Whatever. Wilford Brimley looks good with a mustache. <laughs> Agreed? Is he still with us? Yes. Is he? Ned Flanders, fine mustache. Have, was there ever an episode with Ned Flanders' mustachio list? I don't know. I have no idea. All I know, I watched Tom Selleck play uh, Dwight Eisenhower in a movie about D-Day once, <laughs> and he did not have a mustache in that movie, and he, he looked weird. I, I saw that as well. Yeah, he looked weird without a mustache. It, did, it just didn't seem right. Anyway. I wonder uh, what the history is. All you guys out there who are sporting mustaches or beards or women, too, I don't want to leave, leave anybody out. Uh, it, what's the history of it? I mean, where did it come from originally? Have people always had beards? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> all you circus people listening in. <laughs> nope, nope, not not it. No, uh, but I mean, have was I mean, did did like Adam have a beard or whoever else back in the beginning? Or did uh, Adam you, Lambert? If you believe in in like evolution, did uh, <laughs> the first man, Adam that came to mind? Adam Levine. No, no, no. That's so as one. man went from being on all fours to uh, being more erect in his uh, in his uh, posture, uh, did did he lose the hair? At what point did people start shaving? I don't know, Gordon, the Iron Age, maybe, when they had something to shave with, would be <laughs> I mean, my guess. Yeah, but hold on, maybe the Stone Age, maybe you had a sharp device. I want you to go outside right now and find a rock sharp enough to shave your face. <laughs> People back then were pretty inventive. Oh, what are we doing? I don't know. What happened? Beats me. What happened here? I blame the mustache. Try hairy shit razors. They'll, they'll, get, the, they'll get the fuzz off your face. <clears throat> I hear. I don't know. <laughs> We're off to a really weird start, but it's the all-star break. Hey, every, you know, whatever we got to do. You're sporting a, a very nice kind of smoking sweater over there, whatever well, that is. It's a cardigan, yeah, cardigan. and I don't, I don't know what smoking has to do uh, with anything. It looks anything, like but... something that uh, someone, uh, you know, some uh, dignified gentleman would sit in a leather chair in front of a fireplace Maybe reading a, a novel. Oh, or okay. Yeah, I could see myself doing that. <laughs> okay. Here. Yeah, sure. Thank you. I like this cardigan. So you know what I did yesterday? Uh oh. We can get to some sports coming up. No, we know. will. We will. But uh, you... this is a this just this sort of a an example I'm setting for our listeners out there, trying to be a good example. We were at Jimmy's Flowers, and uh, we we all. Got beautiful flowers, and I bought that uh, Minky Couture blanket. Yeah, you did the Minky package, yeah. Mm -hmm. I did, and I uh, also got a necklace from my wife. And last night when I got home, I, I gave it all to her. How'd it go? Oh, she loved it. Good, good. I love that blanket. I know, isn't it Do great? Do you have one, too? Oh, we've got like eight of them, yeah. You've got eight? Yeah, my uh, Sadie has two. We have, I don't know, four or six, something like that. Listen, I, I discovered giving minkies as gifts a while ago, Gordon. Uh, I know. You know it, Did you, you do know. remotes over there or something? I have done remotes over there, but I found out uh, about minkies actually before uh, they were on board with the station. Good friends of ours gave us uh, one for Christmas or something like that once, and it was I was instantly hooked. Well, one word. 
Spectacular. Yeah, it's amazing. And, and you know what, Sandy, the owner of the company, like her story, the whole thing, awesome. Incredible company to uh, well, to be partners with Sandy, here on the Sandy, you're zone. doing something right. Yeah, they're because, great. Because uh, those are, oh, man, that is the definition of comfort right there. And here's the beauty of it. And uh, we'll get to sports here in a second. Here's the beauty of it, though. You can wash it in the machine, no problem. Like, it doesn't lose. You just wash it and then hang it out to dry. It Don't doesn't, put any fabric softener it does, on there. It right, not, not necessary. It, it, no, it says not to. It, uh, it retains all of its soft fuzziness. It's amazing. Like, wow. good move on your part. So, uh, here's, here's... By the way, Jimmy's, my, real quick, Jimmy's has a package, a Minky Couture yeah. package that comes with a blanket, flowers, and uh, pretty much the, the home run of Valentine's packages. Go to our friends, jimmysflowers.com or any of their three locations. Get up there and get it quick because they sell out of that stuff. They do. Mike was telling and, us yesterday it goes quick. And I'm telling you right now, it, it works. I mean, if you're trying to to express a certain emotion uh, that will be appreciated, yeah, I say uh, it worked for me. I'll yeah. say it that way. All right. Uh, we, have a lot to, we have a lot to do today. We'll talk about the Jazz. We'll talk about Gordon's column. We'll talk about his salmon outfit today. Austin there, somebody sent in a salmon swatch. What do you think? That's yeah, it. it's in the same family. That's the one. Uh, Clint says, uh, I'm confusing salmon with coral, which is more red. Um, I think this is more orange than it is salmon. I just, I, just held, I just held up the salmon. It looks just like it. Let me see it again. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that. Look. Yeah, you're right. It's pretty close. Well, this is a little more orange than that. All right, get your salmon memes ready. <laughs> oh, I already know what I'm going to do. Austin, you're going to have to take the photo today, though. That's on you, bud. I, I took one uh, the other day and it was disapproved of. So. I know. Gordon's been weird about the pictures. Well, then the one you took yesterday was him doing the old brawny man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Captain he, Morgan. I know. He's been trying to put his <laughs> best foot forward. I, I was trying to get my shoe in the picture, which got edited out because our listeners seem to love my shoe game. So, well, that one pair. Well, I got yeah, but that, uh, I mean, you've what do you worn. Mean? The, I just started wearing these. I, I know, but you've these. you've worn the same pair with every outfit. Not every day, most days. <laughs> I'm like excited them. about your shoes. I know. I, I got like it. these, I got it. I, uh, and, and that's the whole reason I had an original pair back in the eighties, uh-huh. and uh, and. A certain family member noticed how much I loved those shoes back then, and so they got me now J threes. So I love. I may never take them off. As part of a effective strategy, might I add? How so? Oh no, no! It was effective. Being bribed? No. Well, yeah, but I mean, (laughs) just because he's smart doesn't, you know. He's a smart guy. I'm giving him a lot of credit here. Well, he's moving here with my daughter. Uh, right. So he'll be. Exactly. Yeah. And, and dad's on his side because he's wearing a sweet pair of Jordans. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> true. But, but I like him, too. I, I know you do, actually. He seems like a neat guy. That's cool. They're moving back. All right. Uh, let's talk some basketball. Austin, uh, let's get to the sports story of the day. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. By Butler, nicely defended by Clarkson. Misses on the reverse side. Jazz on the run, right to left in the city uniforms. Clarkson with a left-hand dribble. Rise, fire, three, oh my pow! Goodness. Oh, my, Jordan Clarkson flies! 
for the Jazz, the largest of the night. 106-99, three minutes to play, Jazz by seven. Bogdanovich flares to the corner, catch and shoot three, good! And flexing going back the other way, Jazz back up by 10, their 13th three of the night, Bogey's got 19. Dragic, step back, no, rebound, Gobert, that will do it. Pizza! Rudy now with... Jazz will go to break, having won four in a row, Ingles lobs, Rudy, Jazz have now won four in a row, Gordon. Lose five, win four. Going to the break with win over the Heat, 116-101. to Really pulled away in the fourth quarter and uh, played really well. I mean, it was uh, the, the second half was much, much better than the first. They really tightened up defensively. You know, offense was, uh, what, they scored 69 points in the second half. I mean, offense was obviously clicking just fine, and they ended up uh, running away from the heat and played really well in the second half. Yeah, they eliminated, uh, or at least le- limited, the turnovers that were plaguing them early in that game. And uh, offensively, we've been talking, we've been giving the Jazz a lot of credit for their offensive output. But last night's game, I thought it was, we've talked about the infusion of shooters on this team now. Last year, if Joe Ingles had gone one of nine from the field, the Jazz would have really struggled. This year, they have other guys to cover for that. But it was more than just shooting. The Jazz killed the heat on the boards. Yeah, they did. They crushed them, uh, fifty-three to thirty-seven. Yeah, that'll that'll get you a whole lot of wins. Says Pat Riley, uh, who connected to the Heat, of course. Said no rebounds, no rings. I'm impressed with the Heat, though. I think that team is really good. Can't judge a team on one fifteen-point loss here, but uh, th- that team is pretty talented. And the Jazz took care of their business, and I thought that was a more important win than you did. And I guess, you know, I mean, uh, we can disagree on that. But I think there's a very positive vibe with this club now going into the break. And I th- it's, like, it's like scientists say, don't they say that the last thing you see or hear before you go to bed at night repeats itself in your mind? Have you ever heard this? No. You've never heard this? No. That the last thing you experience before you go to bed, before you fall asleep, repeats itself in your mind over and over and over and over and over again. So if it's something positive, then you have something positive rolling around in your brain. And if it's something negative, then you have negative things rolling around in your brain. And this is your argument for why it was good to win. Because now the Jazz have positivity rolling around in their brains. Whatever you say, Moonbeam. (laughs) Uh, I think it was important in the sense that they, they won a game that... I don't want to say it was a 50-50 game because the Jazz were at home and they were a slight favorite, but certainly not a guaranteed win by any means. And no. they need to win more of those games than they lose going down the stretch. And I think that part of it was important. I think you can, like I said yesterday, make an argument if they would have lost, you know, oh, they go into the break with a chip on their shoulder and they're not going to slack because they're they're going to work because they're going to know. What, you no, think they're going to work through the break? Come I, on. That saying, wasn't going to happen. These guys are going to be floating on rafts in the Caribbean somewhere. But maybe you want them focused on the task at hand Wait, because they've got they a little. Did, like, that was But, but the point is that it doesn't matter. They're going on break. They're going to be floating on a raft. They're getting rest. Whatever. I don't 
don't think from a raw, raw, feel good about yourself standpoint, oh, it, even, it even mattered. Well, I, I do. Well, terrific. So they're they're <laughs> going to come back and win a thousand games because they know. won that Miami game. I don't know, game. but I think it's better to win than lose. The, the point is I thought the Jazz played pretty well in a game where they certainly could have mailed it in because we've seen teams do that before. Can I express a slight annoyance real quick? Sure. I, I think you'll probably uh, agree with this. I... I I saw somebody retweet a, a Sports Center tweet into my timeline uh, last night. After it, I saw it after the game, I don't know when it was initially tweeted out, but it, it was like Bam versus Rudy, you know, like hyping up this matchup. And it was the the one play where Bam dunked on Rudy. I think you know what I'm talking yeah. about. And they said like advantage Bam, da da da. And it's like you look at the game. Bam had a bio was four for ten, nine points. He had eleven boards. And and was minus 23. Rudy dominated him the whole game. And, and I, he played really well against everybody else, too. I don't know. I it It's annoying to watch these tweets. Like, Bam got the upper hand on Rudy for literally one and a half seconds of that <laughs> whole all, game. It was all and, Bam for five seconds. Right, and that's what they choose to go with on their Twitter <laughs> accounts. Just like, come on. I mean, it's, it's no wonder Rudy's underappreciated because... They didn't see all the other positive effects that he had on the game. Hey, look at this dunk. I will say this, though. Rudy does have to uh, put up a little more resistance on that kind of play. Oh, it's one play. I know it's one play. And he got Rudy backpedaling and took advantage of it. Plus, well, not he to muscled mention, him. He, he muscled him. He is a giant man. I understand this, but Rudy needs He's to... one of the heaviest guys in the league. Now, if you want to make an argument that Rudy needs to put on more weight in the offseason, sure. But let's... Come on. I'd like to see you stand in front of that guy. I'm not Rudy Gobert. Right. And Rudy's 40 pounds lighter than he is. No, he's not. Hmm... What's Bam listed at? Here, let me bring Rudy is what? Two what? 40? More? Less? Bam's listed at 255. Okay. What's Rudy? I bet he's 240. But you're not believing that, right? I don't know. Not a chance. Why would they list him at less? And Carl Malone was two whatever for for his entire career. Yeah, by that. He's pretty lean. Uh, Rudy's listed at 258. There's no way those guys are the same. Hold on here. I want you to back up and remember something. Do you remember when we were out at uh, Manland and Sean Bradley picked up one of our staff members? Picked up Gunther, yeah. Yeah. And it was heavy Gunther, too. At that time, yes. And we couldn't believe how strong he was. No, I get your point. And so Rudy is strong. He is. Oh, I'm not saying Rudy's not strong. I'm saying Bam is huge. And so, mm, he's he's thicker. He is, but Rudy needs to be able to, you know, put up a wall. Okay. When, don't let guys push you away and then dunk on your head. All I'm saying is he's got a full head of steam, and because Rudy does so much on defense, he happens to be backpedaling at that moment. I'm not and, complaining. And by I'm the just way, saying, that was the only like second and a half. I know. It was, Rudy was So terrific. how did we get sucked down this? Because my whole point was because you were that saying Rudy dominated all night long. All I'm saying is on that one play, Rudy it, uh, can put up more resistance than that. I am going to just bang my head (laughs) up against the glass right now. He was terrific. Hey, how dare you lose your matchup once in a whole game? How dare you? 
How yeah. dare you, Rudy? It was, it was, a, it was one play. It was a slice of a whole loaf. Manhandled the guy. It was a very thin slice. For the rest of the darn game. <laughs> I'm getting hungry. And yet we're focusing on that one play, which is exactly the absurdity that I brought up in the first place. So thank you. <laughs> Gordon, he was. Did you see those plays where I mean, Rudy? I think uh, he interfered with three different players on on one possession. Let's talk about that one because that was more representative of the game at hand. How he stuffed Jimmy Butler and then made him miss a layup on the very same play. Here's the point you're missing. All right, our expectation for Rudy has grown to such a, a, a huge level now. That we don't expect anyone to do that to him. And so when someone does, it is news because it is extraordinary. Uh, Can I disagree slightly? I'm not trying to be (laughs) argumentative today. Uh, But Rudy does struggle at times with centers with more mass. There there are some centers in the league that push him around a little bit. So that was my point all along. No, I— He he needs to put up a little more resistance to that. Okay, but I'm frustrated that we picked the one play he didn't. But point being, I mean, guys like Steven Adams sometimes still give him a little issue. These big, mountainous centers can still push Rudy around a little bit. In fact, I like— the matchups, even on the the centers that get Rudy out of the paint, as far as a one on one matchup goes, love that. Now it's the other repercussions when Rudy's not in the paint. But if you want Jokic going one on one with Rudy out on the perimeter, I'll take that one hundred percent. I don't like it because it takes Rudy away from no, protecting that, everybody else's behind. But that's the point. But like you know, Marcus Gasol v Rudy Gobert on the perimeter, one on one, I'm taking Rudy. You know what I mean? It's the it's the fallout, the stuff you're talking about that makes that. So vulnerable. It's others, not Rudy. Any other observations from that game last night? Um, what impressed you? Jordan Clarkson. I mean, I, yeah, I know he's... everybody's been talking about it all day long, but, you know, 8 of 12 is amazing. 21 points in 25 minutes. I mean, and he's... efficient, like you mentioned. It's crazy. He's, he's, just un, he's just unguardable sometimes. And, you know, he's, he's perfect for this role that he's playing with the Jazz right now. Uh, I watched the game with David James, and of course, uh, he and I, as we were watching the game, totally storm clouded everything because we were, you know, talking about how much money he's making himself in the off season, and the Jazz are going to have to really, really get creative in order to probably retain him. So, well, it's <laughs> worth it. We'll see. Get creative. I don't. It yeah, we'll it. see. I don't know. I, Where would that bench be without him? I wrote that column two days ago. It was in the paper yesterday, and I know it's not exactly some big revelation of any kind everybody can see it the jazz need that guy well the only the only thing that the jazz should be thinking positively about as far as that goes because he is a free agent is there's like no money out there yeah so maybe they're able to to make a deal with him where they i don't know lowball him for a year well he sure seems to be enjoying himself in this environment he does and he's a good fit and it seems to be elevating his game because of what we've talked about in the past he knows he is needed he knows how good this team can or at least he has some idea of how good this team can be and his contributions are huge why wouldn't that motivate you and if it's going to bring you more money good for you gordon has a column out at sltrib.com today uh talking about what's going on with the pac-12 uh, Stuart Mandel had a piece in The Athletic. Remember when we had Stuart on a few months ago after he wrote about the Pac-12 to kind of, you know, it's brace yourself. 
It's uh, they'll they'll overcome. Well, he's totally taking that back, and it's time to panic. Yeah, he, according uh, to Stewart, he has changed his mind. So we will talk about that uh, coming up right around the corner. But joining us now. He is down at the Mountain America Expo Center. He's hanging out at the RV show. And uh, if there's anybody I know that needs a luxurious RV, I mean like something really nice, as Cousin Eddie would say. It's my friend Tony Parks. What's going on, Tone? uh, Not a whole lot, man. And don't you go falling in love with it either because we're taking it with us when we leave here next month. Yeah, that there, Clark, is an RV, as you know very well, Jake. And here at the Mountain America Expo Center, great time down here, by the way. So many great expositions that are down here, by the way, for kids to enjoy. And kids, they get in free. Adults, $12 for a day, and uh, you can buy your tickets right there at utahrvshow.com. Today until 9 p.m., tomorrow till 10, Saturday till 10, Sunday until 6. A lot going on here, including Chef Brian, who has uh, some great gourmet outdoor and indoor cooking to help you plan kind of the perfect menu, the shopping guide, all of that uh, for your great RV adventure. On top of that, you uh, have your chance to win a five-day fishing trip of a lifetime at RW's Fishing Lodge right there on the Kenai river in alaska courtesy of rw's fishing lodge and 1280 the zone and uh, rules and regulations by the way at greenband.com free parking that's a wonderful thing when you come down here concessions with all sorts of different types of varieties of food and drink and it's your chance to come on down here and join us right here at our booth and uh, pick up a free t-shirt uh, have your chance to take home a jersey uh, maybe even a desk ornament uh, they have these seat belt covers that are pretty awesome beanies all of that and more so it's a great time here at the rv show so come on down uh thursday through sunday and i gave you the times earlier nine o'clock uh tonight is how late they'll be open right here at the mountain america expo center 95 75 south state street here in sandy it's utah sportsman's vacation and rv show it's where the area's major rv dealers uh, are going to display a variety of motorhomes travel trailers toy haulers fifth wheels and more you won't want to miss uh the great opportunity to save a lot of money and drive home with a new rv from utah sportsman's vacation and RV show. When we come back, we'll have more of the big show. That's because we're here with the RV show on 97.5 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Ben Anderson joining us here, Utah Jazz Radio Studio Analyst. Mike Conley, do you see progress being made? And do you think there's more progress to be made? I think there's a lot more progress to be made, but I think the last week where he's averaging 20 points and shooting 45% from the floor and 50% from the three-point line are very promising. If you're going to switch everything to try and take away some of the Jazz three-point shooting, you've got to be able to isolate against those teams that want to switch because if you isolate, they can't switch on defense. We've seen the Jazz lack that at times over the last two years in the playoffs. Sometimes you need to win a one-on-one matchup. I think Mike Conley provides that. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10. Presented by WCF Insurance. Reminding you to be careful out there. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Come with me now. Come with me now. 
Band of the day today, the Congos, selected by Gordon, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Gordon, let's talk about your column today, sltrib.com, if you want the latest from the one and only Gordon Monson. Uh, kind of uh, furthering the conversation on what we chatted about yesterday as Mel Tucker took a ridiculous deal to go to Michigan State, and uh, people are freaking out a little bit about the status of the Pac-12. It's not just Mel Tucker leaving. It's a combination of things, and uh, it's... It's funny how you criticize the Pac-12 and some Ute fans get their hackles up over it. It's not criticizing Utah. It's criticizing the leadership of this conference. If anything, I think Utah and other schools, other members, deserve better leadership uh, than what they're getting. And I know for a fact because I have communicated with certain school presidents in the league (laughs) who— have contacted me about things I've written in the past and confirming everything. I can't believe Dr. Watkins would do that. It wasn't Dr. Watkins. But it was, was, and I didn't even know this individual until they communicated with me. And it's it's gotten to a a rather desperate point. And I don't know if... if, um, if the the conference is waiting to try and make its uh, big landfall in 2024 and make a big splash then, but in the meantime, they're absolutely getting crushed. And when, when conferences like the Big Ten and the SEC are handing out $20 million to each school in the conference, after a four- or five-year period, I'm not great at math, Jake. But I think that comes out to a whole lot of money. And it helps with budgets. It helps with facilities. It helps with paying coaches. It helps with paying assistant coaches. It helps in uh, recruiting. And, and the Pac-12 got killed in recruiting this last year. I mean, that – and <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Utes did better than they usually did. But the, the conference as a whole was – trailing way behind these other conferences. Who was it who we, was it what school was it that had a recruiting budget? Was it Georgia? Something like two and a half million dollars or something? It wouldn't surprise me. Well, Pac twelve schools aren't doing that. Okay, so where where should we further the conversation, Gordon? You want to talk should we talk about blame? Should we talk about solutions? You well, want to further identify the problem? Where where what's the next step here? The, the okay, so the the Mel Tucker thing that is an indication to me that, uh, okay, so you lost Mike Leach, Chris Peterson retired, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and now you lose this Tucker guy to other conferences. The perception is there that the Pac-12 schools can't keep up. And when you see what happened in recruiting this year, when you see the results on the field, this is a very proud conference. It's a, they call themselves the Conference of Champions. They haven't had a team in the college football playoff now for three years or four years, whatever it's been, and it, it's it's getting desperate. Okay, I I don't disagree. We we talked about the forty million dollar discrepancy between a school in the Mountain West or Mountain West, a school in the Pac twelve, and a school in the Big Ten. We can we can point at the numbers and say that there's a disparity, but there 
if if we want to further the conversation, here's the biggest here's the biggest problem. I mean, you can call that deal a bad deal. And the problem really is is that they set the market. They were the first conference to do it, and they signed a deal that was too long, and it was valuable at the time, but now we're on the back end. They're not seeing the same value. They had an opportunity with ESPN just last year to go ahead and sign up for a long-term deal, and they they shunned it. Yeah, well, that who's... First of all, we don't know all the details of that deal, but who's to, it was an extension of the current deal, and they would take over and half ownership, basically, of the right. Pac-12 network. So but it would bring more money. Through the Pac-12 network, but it wouldn't bring more money through the Tier 1 TV rights. So, I mean, what, what what's your definition of more money? Now, the Pac-12 is saying we're going to try and keep the ship afloat until right. they renegotiate, and right. that's, that's the direction they're going to go instead of taking a, a crappy Tier 1 extension in order to bail out the Pac-12 network. Basically, you can make an argument that that's going to be sixes. If in la- But here's the problem, Gordon, is the Pac-12 is not as valuable as the Big Ten or the SEC. So there is a gap, but how much can you actually close the gap? Even when the rights come up for negotiation, yeah, I don't the, know. the Pac-12, it's just not. Well, that if you can't close the gap, then that's even more of an indictment. So uh, we can, you got a why? major problem. I okay, I agree that right now the deal isn't working for them. I'm I'm not disagreeing that the the gap is what it is. But in the SEC, there is first of all more people within the footprint, and that's where the best product is for a variety of reasons that we can talk about. In the Big Ten, they cover pretty much the whole darn country. So all they, I know, it, all it, I they're know, more, Jake, they're more as a, valuable. As so a, what are they supposed to do? As a kid who grew up watching the Rose Bowl, and I grew up on the East Coast, and I watched the Pac-12 schools beat the Big, big Ten schools over and over and over again. I'm talking about the champions. It's weird to me to see the Pac-12 falling and and quote well I don't know if they're failing but they're certainly falling behind these other conferences and it seems like your expectation for this conference should be more than just that. Well, you're just kind of hang in there about fourth in the pecking order or fifth and everything will be okay. I I think that's a crappy way to think. I'm trying to be look at it more pragmatically, and we can think positively in one hand and spit in the other, and I'll tell you which one feel, fills up faster. The truth is, is that the that things are different than when you grew up with the Rose Bowl days. They're different, and we're talking about resources here. That's the ultimate thing. You but told even, me yesterday, it comes down to money. We're talking about resources. But even the resources that are available to the Pac-12, they are dis- they are dispersing to members. Seventy uh, percent of the total revenue. You know how much the SEC is given? Ninety percent. Right. The so, PAC- so the Pac-12 is not being led properly. Regardless, I mean, even if you don't look at the the the, the total number of a pile of money. They are being less efficient in getting that money to the schools. Because they made a dreadful decision that they thought was ahead of the game 10 years ago that it's turned out to be, they gambled and they lost. It turned out to be a really bad decision. They're still gambling. Well, that depends on what bottom line you're looking at. They're they're gambling to wait until 2024 because they think they can cash in on everything all at once instead of selling out to ESPN at the last moment where they've come all this way and to just basically give them what they want at the last moment. They think they last can get moment, up. They still got to go wait till t- t- 
2024. Agreed. But they're hoping that they'll get more on the back end. They're hoping. And and that's a gamble, too. But the truth is, the gamble on the network, and we can go on and on and on about why that was a bad idea, because it was. I mean, they're they're they're... Larry Scott is not a network executive, and he's failed miserably at it. And he's paid for both jobs, by the way. I mean, that was a terrible decision. He's making $5.3 million. That's the by far, that's like double what any other commissioner is making. Right. The, the expenses of the conference, the travel expenses, the expenses involved with the with the with the league headquarters, that's been well chronicled. Yep. yep. And seven million dollars a year that they're paying for those offices in San Francisco. And meanwhile, you got the what you got the the the, uh, the SEC that pays next to nothing for its uh, league offices. I mean, it just seems like. They're in a bit of a delusionary kind of mode in the Pac-12. And it's time to wake up and, and, and do something about it. Make it better. I don't. I, I guess that's what I'm trying to identify because I don't think they can make it better. Certainly well, they, not right now. And they won't. And so they're going to go on struggling. Yeah. I, and I don't think they have to struggle. I, re- I really don't think they have to. I think they can make the most out of what they're given. I, I said yesterday... And I still, I, if they wanted Mel Tucker to stay at Colorado, if Colorado really wanted that, they would have made it. I happen. think it bites them much harder than it does anybody in the Big Ten because it's money, Jake, and money rules the freaking world. Well, here's another thing about the money the Pac-12 is handing out. A lot of these athletic departments are so terrible with it that they're part of the problem too. Like look, UCLA is running something like a $20 million deficit in their athletic department. It's ridiculous. Cal, we've talked about that at great length. Colorado... They could afford. They should be able to afford to pay more than two point seven five million dollars for their head but when coach. But when other teams are getting thirty, when other schools are getting thirty million dollars more from their media deals, it's a lot easier to pay twice what Colorado is paying for a school in the Big Ten. Yeah, but what about these ads who are whizzing away all this money? They deserve criticism too. Well, they do. Yeah. Why? Why is inefficiency U- is never good? Why isn't UCLA good? Does that have more to do with the total money that the conference is handing down, or is that their athletic department has been run by a buff? Well, for a while now. The bad news is both. The answer is both. So, so you're you're bringing less in and you're running it less efficiently. Hmm. You're not, you're not going to win like that. Now, every once in a while, you'll see an outfit that that runs lean and mean and can make the most of what they have. But uh, on the whole, the, the money has to be utilized properly, yeah. and I think that's your point. But uh, so it's not just the money; it's the money plus utilizing it in the right manner. But and too many members of the Pac-12, that ain't happening. And by the way, give Utah and specifically Chris Hill for doing an incredible job being responsible going from the Mountain West to the Pac-12 because you don't hear Utah cry poor all that often. They're, well, they're running their athletic department very, very well up there when it comes to finances, and they don't make investments they can't pay for. And Chris deserves credit as one of the critics of the leadership of the Pac-12. Yeah, he's, he's one of the guys who wanted to make it right. I'm not defending them. I'm trying to say that the the way out of this whole thing is not pretty. <laughs> well, so, that's a conclusion and, and that a big, Stuart Mandel has come to. And, and we'll I, talk I am critical of that. I'm critical a little bit of everybody saying, well, the SEC makes this much because the SEC is more valuable than the Pac-12. They are. So is the, Pac, uh, so is the Big Ten. They both are. I don't hear the SEC or the Big uh, the Big Ten saying it's expensive being rich. The SEC right now. Did you follow the ESPN CBS drama uh, on who gets the the SEC rights? 
it it was ridiculous. ESPN is going all in on the SEC to push out CBS. It's expensive being rich. I don't see them doing that for the Pac-12, Gordon. They're not going to do that for the Pac-12. They're not because they're not as valuable as the SEC. But wasn't wasn't the Pac-12 going to get all that money from like uh, uh, China or something? Yeah, or the Pacific Rim or something. Well, that's it? a touchy subject. Just ask the NBA. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's complicated, and they've put themselves in a tough situation. And the fact that the teams are not are not performing on the field. At the same level is is the most powerful evidence that's available. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up right around the corner. We want to remind you about our friends at Homey. If you're buying or selling a home, Homey will give you up to five grand. Uh, they'll give it right back to you to help you with closing costs and fees. Remember, it's simple to get started with Homey. See more at Homey.com. More straight ahead. Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Greg Rebell joins us right now. Earlier we were talking about Jim Carrey. Great Canadian. What Canadian <laughs> are you most proud of in the entertainment world to know that they come from your home? And all our best Canadians come from Canada. So, or best uh, entertainers. No, yeah, no you're right, Canada. Austin. All the best Canadians <laughs> do come from Canada. <laughs> our best That's entertainers. Point. Oh my gosh, I'll never hear the end of that point. one. <laughs> I'll never hear the end of that one. You can't argue that. You can't argue that. Right, right. Well, I, I, I hate to be cliche, but, you know, the greatest rock and roll musicians of all time. And that's the, the holy triumvirate of Rush. Thanks so much, Greg. We appreciate you. He's a Canadian and, uh, from Canada. All our best Canadians come from Canada. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Uh, Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. I feel like we've come to an understanding here during the break on this on this Pac-12 issue, and we can bring it up a little later on in the show. But I I, I feel like for the first time this week we're we're on the same page here. All right, so Larry Scott has made and continues to make some pretty devastating decisions. I think we we're, we're on the same page there. And meanwhile, his public face is whistling in the dark. Agreed. But I think we can also agree that some of these universities are just as much to blame the way that they've handled things over the last decade. And, and, and which school did you have in mind in particular? Well, let's let's pick on USC, but let's not forget that UCLA, especially in basketball, has been a disaster since uh, what's his Santa Barbara left and they were going <laughs> to the Final Four. 
What's that dude's name? Oh, uh, is it uh, Ben? Uh, Helen, yeah. DJ's boy, Ben Helen. Yeah. Uh, so I think you can put some blame on UCLA. Their football certainly should be better. Nice hire in, uh, in uh, who was the wide receiver? Carl Durrell. Yeah. I mean, nailed it. <laughs> I mean, and let's let's go to other flagship schools. You know, it wasn't exactly smooth sailing after Chip Kelly for Oregon, and they're one of the only schools that have uh, represented the the uh, the conference in the playoff. Right? That is right. You know, Washington had uh, had an interesting stretch there under Steve Sarkeesian and Chris Peterson. It certainly got better, but I would say that Washington two years ago underachieved, as they were supposed to be the flagship uh, football program. You know, Herm Edwards has Arizona State going in the right way, uh, right direction now, I think, but that's been a revolving door. Arizona has underachieved for since uh, Ron McBride was there, probably. So, I mean, some of <laughs> these, I mean, just to pick on USC for a second, all right? I mean, they've made horrible athletic director hires. Lynn Swan was not only a moron, but apparently he was corrupt, because look <laughs> at that whole admission scandal thing. Yeah, that was a problem. And they've, um, they accidentally hired Pete Carroll, which turned out to be a home run, because he has half a brain and knew how to, that you can get the best talent in the region. And he cheated. And probably did that. At least, at very least, let agents cheat. And then it, it, you look at what they've done after that, and it's been an absolute disaster. And the way that they, the way that they handled the Clay Hilton thing, couldn't have been worse because everybody knew this year they were going to fire him. So they got no recruits because they didn't have a head coach who was essentially dead man walking. And then they kept him. They did the worst possible thing after going <laughs> through all of that. They kept the guy. But he's so a, they're going to do a, it again. He's, he's a nice man. He is a nice man, and that's why he kept his job, because the new president at USC is paranoid uh, of scandal. But you can hire a nice man who's also a good football coach. <laughs> Especially when you're USC. And in the circumstance, you had to hire somebody else, anybody else, because you basically cut Clay Helton off at the knees. It's, it's, so how do, how do you quantify buffoonery? <laughs> because they're not holding up their end of the bar- bargain either. Well, I would think that USC and Oregon would be sort of impervious to lousy league management because they have such deep pockets. And let, let can we talk about Oregon for a second here? Because we the, everybody was squ- is squawking about Mel Tucker. Where were those when Willie Taggart left and went to Florida State? That's right. That's right. And he went That's down. That's been forgotten. And he went down there for a ton of money. Now here's the thing: Oregon with Uncle Phil could have paid whatever to keep Willie Taggart. But Oregon probably looked at Willie Taggart and thought, you know, I don't know if we hired the right guy in you. So if Florida State is bushwhacked, then we'll see you later. And he turned out to be a terrible coach. I don't know if that's the fact or not. It was rough there at Florida State, another school where it should be impossible to fail. (laughs) And Mario Cristobal, I truly think, has Oregon actually headed back in the right direction. Now we'll we'll see who who he replaces Justin Herbert with. I don't know. But at least they have an identity up there. But but if the, you're a good coach and you're uh, and you have attention to detail, and you're organized and you can motivate your your recruit and motivate your players, which is these are primary roles a coach has. If you can't win at USC or Oregon, there's something wrong with you. I agree. And so you know. Well, we can criticize Larry Scott in the conference, and I, I think they deserve blame. But also, let's blame these athletic departments who take the money that they are given, and they they take it immediately to the lavatory and throw it right into the bowl and pull flush. <laughs> There's wow. there should That's be res- rather uh, 
illustrative. We should we should hold them accountable too. Uh, okay. Joining us next, Sam Amick. Makes the magic happen at the athletic. We'll yeah, talk to him. Just pulled the flusher, huh? Just Thank flushed you. it right down there and enjoyed it. They're like, we didn't want to make that money useful anyway. Here you go. <laughs> Does, has anybody ever really like flushed money down the toilet? I mean, rather literally. I don't think so. Maybe some change fell out or something. Is maybe counterfeit. I don't know. Maybe getting rid of the evidence. Sam's next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 of the zone. Let's go down to the RV show at the Mountain America Expo Center. Our good friend Tony Parks is hanging out. What's going on, Tony? Hey, not a whole lot. As you mentioned, the RV show here at Mountain America Expo Center, 9575 South State Street here in Sandy. Uh, make sure to come on down and enjoy all the great things that they have going on, including a, a Dutch oven cooking exposition from our guy Bacon Bill Johnson, a local legend, a hero around these parts. Uh, and then also, uh, you can have your chance to win a five-day fishing trip of a lifetime at RW's Fishing Lodge, located there in the Kenai River in Alaska. That's courtesy of RW's Fishing Lodge in 1280 The Zone. And we're joined right now by Devin Bryant of General RV. What's going on, Devin? Hey, guys. How are you? This is uh, such a big weekend, man. I mean, RV's all over the place, trailers all over the place. Uh, if it's something fun for the outdoors involving this great state, this is the place to be this week. Yeah, absolutely. There's so many things going on, uh, you know, all of our parts booths, everything like that. It's great. What uh, What's the big thing when people go to see you there with General RV? What's the, the number one thing you're most excited uh, to show them and have them take a look at? Oh, we got so many things. That are, our big one's going to be, you know, our, our solar displays, solar systems that we have, and our lithium batteries. We have great sales going on right now for them. So. Yeah, well, this event is always something because, man, they... they uh, the kids are free. There's a lot of fun stuff for the kids to do here. Uh, great family environment, great atmosphere, everything like that. And everyone's in this great mood. I think it's because they know it's cold outside, but it'll it'll eventually get warm, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah they're, they're coming in. They're getting ready for the springtime. So we're excited to see everybody here and a lot of new faces. And it's really exciting for us. Where do people find you when they come in? Uh, right in the middle as they walk in. We're the middle entrance. Uh, big sign, General RV. Can't miss us. We, you know. All right. Make sure to come on down. See Devin with General RV when you come to the Mountain America Expo Center. This weekend, it goes on today through Sunday. So make sure to come to 9575 South State Street here in Sandy. Uh, They'll be open until 9 tonight, 10 tomorrow, 10 on Saturday, and 6 p.m. on Sunday. Thanks again, Devin. Appreciate you, man. Hey, appreciate you guys. All right. Check out the Fly Tie Theater while you're here as well. Professional uh, fly tying experts will be demonstrating the art of fly tying theater. All of that and more. So thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for trying to come by. Make sure to make it here at the Mountain America Expo Center for the RV Show. Sam Amick of The Athletic. He's next on the big show 97.5 the zone this 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 is hans olsen and scotty g it's what you want eric weddle you know after i got released from baltimore when i signed that deal i was fully intended on playing four years and retire that was my mindset going into it and then i got released and then i was you know bummed and then you kind of know you could still play that desire and the and the fire is still in it so then that led me to la and it was a blast i gave it my all i had fun and when you do it for a long time and you leave nothing to rest you live with no regrets and it's easy to walk away and and i'm walking away on my time my terms and happy and excited to uh be at home and be with the kids be with chanel and give her a break for once 
Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network.